You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Good morning, good morning, happy Sunday after championship week, good gracious, what a weekend it was, it was week 15, I'm Gary, and I'm Chris, this is Winning Cures Everything, of course, it is our reaction and recap to the week 15 uh, championship week, uh, only what, 10 games, so not a ton, but uh, but a lot to get to, because we got, oh, we'll cover them all, we got coaching stuff, we got everything else, so, play them sweet jams a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, let's go ahead and fire into a couple of things. We're going to talk about uh, the Pac-12 championship, the SEC championship, which was a blowout of epic proportions. Uh, We will talk about the Big Ten championship game, which we thought was going to be a surprise, especially early, and then turned into basically exactly what we thought it was going to be to begin with. Uh, Lots to discuss with coaching changes and whatnot. We've got a new coach at Florida State, a new coach at Ole Miss, lots of course, to get into. Of course, the show always brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They got six incredible sports books. You can find more information on them over at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us over at winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, uh, social media platforms, etc. Go check it out. If you were listening on the podcast, make sure that you hit subscribe uh, and that you leave a nice review. We always appreciate the nice reviews. Those are uh, those are always good, always fun to check out. Uh, another another sponsor on the show, of course, SmackApparel.com. They got awesome t-shirts. They got awesome, just a lot of different cool stuff. But all your favorite teams are right there. SmackApparel.com. Use promo code WIN. That's W-I-N. You get 20% off. Any order that is over $40 is going to ship for free. And you've got 20% off. It's a great deal. Get all your Christmas shopping done. Get all your buddies some T-shirts. All your favorite teams, college and pro, they got fun stuff. Like Chris will vouch for it. it it's cool stuff. So yeah, they got some nice T-shirts. I like them. Got a couple of things, and uh, yeah, big fan. Did you? Did they already come in? No, not yet. I, I haven't. I haven't actually hit the purchase button yet. 
we went a little crazy on Christmas, so. <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so let's uh, let's lead this thing off here. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, LSU 37 and Georgia 10. And this was, really, that score is closer than the game was. Well, yeah, they got a garbage time touchdown when it was 37 to 3. Yeah, but it, it shouldn't have been... Um, it it should it should have been more than thirty seven. Oh, you're absolutely right on that. Yeah, LSU had several big miss dro- uh, big drops that that would have been touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, I mean they left they left a touchdown on the table that they didn't get, and they missed some score. They ended up punting. That was just a big, huge monster play. Yeah, and then one of the field goals was easily a touchdown. It was just a drop pass. But you're going to get those in the game, so you can't count them. I get it. Yeah, probably got a couple that that we shouldn't have had, and then they dropped a couple as well. So. I try not to count those things just because it's going to happen both ways. And Yeah, and to be fair, like Georgia first drive of the game had a, a wide receiver drop. First play of the game. Yeah, first play. Like it dropped. Now, that a, wouldn't have been a touchdown. That guy was going to the ground to catch the ball, but it would have been like a 38-yard pass. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, would, have, it would have flipped the field. It would have changed. Totally caught yeah. LSU off guard with the first play. That is the smartest thing Kirby did all game. And I yeah. think it was the only smart thing Kirby did all game. I agree with that. And there's there's a reason why Georgia has had problems all season, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, just just ridiculous. Uh, jump into some or some of the comments, right quick. William Brown, of course, jumps in. He said, "Boomer." Uh, Larry said, "Wish my Utes would have got off the bus." That was not the Utes. I, hey, I thought they we might gonna... disagree with that, Larry. Yeah. Uh, New Era said LSU versus Oklahoma, Ohio State versus Clemson. We will discuss that, of course. Uh, William Brown said great content all year, Chris and Gary. We appreciate that. Thank Larry you. said Georgia dropped some balls as well. We just talked about that. Uh, Slave Driver, OSU versus Clemson is very interesting. Uh, Kirk Wise actually jumping in. He said, what's up, Josh? Uh, <laughs> uh, he said, you ready for Freeze to be your next coach? Uh, it's not going to be Freeze, but we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Larry Pilgrim said, Fromm missed some easy throws. And Ghost Dog said, Dog's got a lot of work to do. I don't really know what the answer is. Uh, the answer is you ran into a buzzsaw. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got a bad football team. That means your team was just not good enough to win the SEC this year. Nobody uh, whipped your butt all year until you got to this game. Yeah. And this team whipped a lot of people's butts. Yes. Alabama made it close at the end. But at the end of the day, Alabama never led in that game and never had control in that game and never really got close. They got it within one score two times, and that was it. Um, same thing with the Florida game, same thing with the Auburn game. While those were closer scores and not necessarily all blowouts, LSU never trailed, really, and never lost control of the football game. It's, it, what what uh, Burrow is doing is just absurd. It's Never seen it before, and, and, and I don't know that we're going to see it again. Well, we've Same seen enough. it. We, we've seen, you know, and Cam did it in a different way. Cam Newton was completely – Johnny Manziel, well, I'm talking, I, I, different I, I, way. When I say never seen like, it, never in, in at LSU. At LSU, I, no. For, for my school. Yeah, this nah. is brand new for, for LSU for sure. Um, Not just brand new, man. This is <laughs> – this is a different beast. Uh, let's see. Mike jumped in. He said, what's up, guys? Mike, good to have you in, of course. Every time, we appreciate you jumping in. Kirk said wrong again about freeze not uh, not coming. To Kirk, Memphis. we're not talking about freeze. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, William Brown, we're, we're can, talk about my guys for a minute. We'll get to you later. Can can LSU sustain in the new SEC West? That's from William Brown. New Era said LSU will not be stopped. And Mike said Uga is overrated. Tackling was horrible. 
Uh, offense is stagnant. Um, no, Kirk, we're going to get into the coaching hire stuff. He said, did I miss the coaching hire reaction? That's, that's we'll down start. the list. We're just getting started. It's coming at the very yeah. end. We just Let start. me enjoy this. Let me enjoy it. Uh, so, so new era, LSU will not be stopped. And then William Brown said, can LSU sustain in the new SEC West? Uh, there's not a whole lot that's new, per se. It is new as far as the offense is we, We're going to disagree with that. I think the SEC is going to be very different next year uh, than it was this year. And I think these offenses are the norm. Me and you've talked about this before. If you're not playing all – we like defense. You and I grew yes. up with this. But – if you're still trying to win like this, you're going to get beat by every team that's a big offensive team because the game, the rules have changed to benefit these offenses, and the game has changed so much. Kirby's never going to beat an all-offensive team if he doesn't change the way he plays. He's yes. just not. Yeah, you have to be uh, not necessarily now, up-tempo. I think but LSU high-octane. is going to fall off drastically next year. That's not a knock on LSU. It's not a diss on my school or anything that I disrespect for the coaches or anything like that. I think we're losing the greatest football player we've ever had in the history of the school, and I don't think you can just roll out of bed and get the next one next year. I think it's yeah. really hard. And if we just put up 40 points next year and win 10, 11 games again next year, then what Burrow did is not special. And I just – I think he's special. Yeah, I agree. Kirk said, I got here late and Chris is pumped. So I am pumped, baby. <laughs> missed uh, most of the Ohio State game last night. Yeah, not most of it. Your, your, text messages were, it. your text messages okay. were entertaining. What did yeah, you say? I was, it, I, was a, I was a little bit – I'll say I fell asleep in a deep, deep, heavy, <laughs> knocked out, passed out sleep. But that's all right. That's what was it? Three whiskey sours in the first quarter of the uh, the Ohio State game. I mean, you. Were <laughs> well, I was done with three whiskey sours by the first quarter of the Ohio State game. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's. <laughs> yes. Mike. Uh, Mike jumped in. He said, "I agree. Going to have to have a higher power offense to win consistently." Yeah, that's just the way that the the Sports rules changed. have gone. Sport. Uh, the sport has changed. I don't know that I love it. But it, just because it's different than what I grew up with. Yeah. But I don't know that change is always bad. I'm definitely not afraid of it. Um, and I'm really glad my team is on board with it because yeah. I want to win. Uh, LSU, as far as stats go, LSU did not crack 500 yards. I was a little surprised by that. But 349 passing yards, had 481 total yards, uh, rushed for 132 on 36 carries. That's uh, almost four yards a carry. We but, didn't crack 500 yards against the number two defense in the country. Yeah, I'm no. sorry that we didn't meet your expectations. No, no, no. It's just it's the first time really all year, I feel like, uh, that y'all haven't hit 500. And I, I, but I think a lot of that is is the entire fourth quarter, all we did was run the ball. We were up 37-3 to three in the fourth quarter, and so they didn't want Burrow to get hurt, but they also didn't want to pull him with the entire quarter left to go. Yeah. So they just didn't take any chances at all. Uh, Jake Fromm was 20 of 43. Um, That's an exaggerated stat because he was nothing for nothing almost the entire game until the fourth quarter when we pull everybody. Uh, 5.2 yards per pass, which is not not great, through two interceptions. Uh, the, The more impressive thing, I think, for everybody talking about just how terrible LSU's defense is, they held Georgia to 61 yards rushing on 25 attempts. That's only 2.4 well, yards. I told you. You can run Swift. You can run Schneider. You can run M&S Trucking. You can run any trucking company you want out there. It don't matter. Yeah. I mean, it it's a, 286 total yards. Uh, it, it, was, it wasn't great. Georgia was not able to do anything 
Uh, and everybody thought that that would be the one weakness that Georgia could exploit, and they could not. Uh, LSU, since everybody started talking about, oh, well, their defense, like you look at analytics, their defense isn't as good. They shut down Texas A&M. They shut down Georgia. And no, those two teams are not like great offensive teams, but they've been pretty good all year. I mean, they've been able to put up stats. They ran on everybody else. Yeah. So I, Florida's got a great defense. They ran all over them. Yeah. Auburn's got a great defense. They ran all over them. I wanted to take the last couple of weeks, I wanted to take the S&P Plus and set it on fire <laughs> because it just exaggerates things. And it's not wrong all the time, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying I'm the anti-analytic guy. But if you're not watching games and you're just looking at a spreadsheet, you're going to get lied to. Yeah. Utah, and I'm not crapping on Utah here, but it's the truth. Utah's defensive numbers were so inflated because they didn't play a single good offense all year. And so it it pointed them out to be something they're not. They were a really good team on defense, but they weren't elite. They played a good offense, not a great offense, and that offense whipped their butt. Yeah. Yeah, they it will we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But I get but but I'm just I'm getting to the point of analytics and I think the same thing for Ohio State as well, which is why I'm not afraid of them. I've made it clear for weeks and months that this team looks great. They are a very good team, but they don't scare me. They might beat LSU, but I'm damn sure not afraid to play them because the only good offenses they've played are zero. Zero. Yeah. No, they played Penn that's a- State. Good, not great. They played Michigan. Good, not great. Those are the best offenses they've played, and I would think Georgia's offense is probably on par with those two schools. Kirk uh, Kirk said LSU will be one without a doubt, and he said he is so pumped. Going to bring the boom today. Hey, so- not and listen, I, I don't care for one or not. Let me just put that out there. This team, I think, is on a war path. It would not scare me at all to go play Clemson. Let me tell you what I love, what I absolutely love. First thing, Dabo didn't start complaining about being ranked third or fifth even when he was ranked fifth. Didn't say a word about it. And then all of a sudden, LSU got dropped to second, and he is throwing a fit about how – because he didn't want to play us, and he wasn't afraid of Ohio State because he's watching the same thing I've been watching all year, by the way, that Ohio State numbers are – inflated and 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 they're good i don't think they're elite and Dabo got furious once he realized he had to play lsu or was going to get matched up against lsu last night Dabo didn't talk about his own team kind of kind of took a shot at 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 ohio state and then openly pointedly said lsu is the number one team in the country i think Dabo wants to play us in the national championship game or hopes that miracles happen and somebody else picks us off. He believes he can beat Ohio State. He didn't start crying or screaming. You know what? He's right. He's smart. New he era. Knows, I don't want to step in front of that freight train. New era on YouTube said exactly. Ohio State hasn't been really tested. LSU will dominate Ohio State, in my opinion. Totally agree. Let's uh, let's go on and move into that Ohio State game right quick. Um, so so Ohio State thirty four, Wisconsin twenty one. One, they didn't get the cover for me. Had they scored that last touchdown, they would have gotten the cover, which is absurd considering they were down 14 at the half. Uh, at, at that point, I, I kind of just talked it up like it's a loss. It is what it is. And then I got excited because, oh, crap. Like, they're going to score this touchdown. They're going to get the cover. Like, it, the, it was only 16. Um, I am glad I passed out a little bit in this game because I didn't I didn't nip the sweat through it. I pretty much had cashed that ticket in my head. Yep. And then – 
passed out. Yeah, <laughs> woke up and found a cover. That's all I cared about. <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, I mean, Wisconsin comes out early. They are on fire. That was a question uh, Rhett Terry asked on on YouTube. Uh, were y'all shocked by Wisconsin's hot start at the uh, at the beginning of the first half? And it wasn't just at the beginning of the first half. They just... The entire first half. Yeah, the whole first half. They were able to really dominate that football game. Now, obviously, they didn't score a single point after the half. I think in the middle of that last drive that they had, they only had 40 yards total in the second half, and Ohio State had almost 300. So, it tale of two halves for sure. But, man, uh, this... It didn't... It didn't go the way that I thought it would go until the second half. Like I thought Ohio State would dominate the way they did in the first game, and they and they didn't. Wisconsin came out and really believed that they could win that football game. And I don't know what changed from like this this is what they looked like in the first five games of the year before they played Illinois. And then Wisconsin hit a, a lull there and lost to Illinois and got dominated by Ohio State. And looked okay, you know, for the most part against everybody up until Minnesota. And they smoked Minnesota last week and then came into this game like gangbusters, man. I I was surprised at how well they were able to uh, hold off Chase Young until the very end of the game. Like, at fourth quarter is when Chase Young really started getting after uh, Cone. Are we going to talk about how this is two games in a row that you can scheme him out of a game? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I know it sounds like I'm just crapping on Ohio State because, but a lot of it's just because they've been so inflatedly good. If they've been talked about in 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 appropriate ways, then then I would I would be I would be beefing them up because they're a really good football team. And Chase Young is an absolute stud, and I wouldn't fault anybody for taking him number one overall. But at the end of the day, the reason you can't be the best player in college football is because as an edge rusher, you can be schemed out of a football game. And he absolutely yeah. was schemed. He was schemed out of the Michigan game completely, and he was schemed out of this game completely. Yeah, a hundred percent. At the the last, the fourth down, fourth and two, that Wisconsin decided to run towards the end of the ball game, that they had to get that first down. And and you are telling me that you are going to try and beat, and and I understand it's Jonathan Taylor. I get that, but you're going to try and beat Chase Young to the edge. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I thought that was them getting a little cocky because he hadn't done a whole lot all game. Yeah, but I, that was that was foolishness and and didn't didn't make sense to me either in the play calling. But you know, it, it's just one of those things. He's a freak athlete. He's a stud. He could absolutely be the number one player in in the draft next year. And under a better defensive scheme, could could do amazing things. Yeah, but two weeks in a row, he didn't do a whole lot. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, a couple of comments here. Rhett Terry said, I believe Ohio State and Oklahoma are both, uh, are, well, mm, how do I say this? Both seem can be beaten. Uh, wasn't impressive by either team. New Era said, I'd rather see Alabama in it than Oklahoma. Oklahoma sucks. Should have lost to Baylor. And then William Brown, who is uh, apparently a, a boomer sooner, said, Bama beat who this year? And then New Era said, Oklahoma beat who? Uh, <laughs> uh, look. Alabama does not belong in this. I don't know that Oklahoma does either, but I don't know who else belongs other than Oklahoma. Like I, 
there's there's nobody that will be able to compete with these top three teams this year. Now we we have a three horse race, and we've never had a three. We've had a two horse race before, plenty of times, and then the other two teams were eh, okay. This year there is a dominant three, a definite three, and the separation gap is pretty big. This is the reason why that number one spot matters so much. By the way, yeah, is the last couple of years number one didn't matter at all. It, it really did not matter at all. No, now the, I will say this: if LSU ends up two, that might be a good thing, uh, if only because we have never had a number one win the playoff. Once again, so, I'm I'm not, not afraid. I know you're not. I know, I know this: that if LSU has to play Clemson and Ohio State and wins the national title, now this is a lot of ifs. Okay, those are those are two big wins that I'm just chalking up there. Not really trying to do that, but but for my point, that will be the greatest single resume in college football history. When yeah. you look at the teams that they beat and how they beat them and, and, and what went down, if they win both those games and hoist the trophy, there will be no resume greater than that in the history of the sport. I, I think I probably agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, big time. Wisconsin had 432 total yards. Ohio State ended up with 492. Uh, Wisconsin ran for 200 yards on them, but over 120 of that was, was in the first half. I mean, yeah, they, they couldn't get it going in the second half, and I didn't watch a lot of that second half. I only caught highlights, so I don't really know what they what they did or what happened. Um, but it was well, they they just they got dominated. They got dominated. John, the line. Jonathan got, Taylor is yeah. still a freak, though, right? Like, oh yeah, he's still a freak. Really like, good at football. Uh, yeah, I I think that's uh, an understatement. Yeah, yeah. The uh, if you look at the box score, um, Jonathan Taylor twenty rushes for one hundred forty eight yards, one touchdown. Uh, J.K. Dobbins on the other side. 33 carries, 172 yards, and one touchdown. Like, J.K. Yeah, Dobbins got going in the second half. I was about to say, J.K., the second half, I looked at box score, looked at stats, and saw the splits between what I saw in the first half, what I saw in the second half. And, yeah, he he couldn't be stopped that second half. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, let's see. Here we go. We got, a, we got a bunch more comments rolling in. Terrence Creekmore, they're so good in their division because they're light years in front of uh, their division offensively. It will make them always the best in their division. Uh, Oklahoma State, Texas at New Era is laughing at uh, William Brown, who is trying to validate uh, Oklahoma right now with uh, all of their wins. So, <laughs> um, William said, uh, "You want in, earn it. Otherwise, why play the games?" Look, we agree with that. We like it. Oh, I, don't, not, I don't have a problem. I actually think Oklahoma is the most deserving team. It's what I yeah. thought would happen. Outside of the fact that I thought Baylor would win this game, um, I, I thought Baylor could get in or should get in if they wanted as well. Uh, just because I think the Big 12 is the third best conference in college football this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ryan I Harrison. like a lot of those mid-level teams that are unranked, but I think are really good, and I think they're better than some of the ranked teams. Kansas State, Iowa State, TCU, um, Oklahoma State. I, I think those teams cannibalize like Texas. I think all yeah. those teams cannibalize themselves. They're all, they're all good. Like, none of them are great. They're just no, all, but in, they, the con- in every other conference, Gary, outside yeah. of the SEC and the Big Ten, you get away from the top-tier teams, it goes to 50 feet of crap. Mm-hmm. No, you're 100% right. I mean, the Big 12, you got two good teams, and they don't even have two great teams. I think Baylor, I know this is going to piss some people off, Baylor and Oklahoma are better both than, or I think I would take Baylor and Oklahoma in a round-robin over um, Utah or Oregon. I think their top is better, and I think their middle is better. Okay, so yep. to, to throw them out. In the ACC, if you take Clemson out, every conference in the – I mean, hell, we might have the Sun Belt better than them. 
Yeah, I mean, you, the you Americans might be right. are absolutely better than them, and they're close. Now you're you're right about that. Ryan Harrison said, "I understand that the Gators uh, couldn't get that four spot in this situation, but if we're being honest, I think they would fit there more competitively than any other team." I, I, so I agree with that. By the way, I thought there was a chance. I thought there was a chance that if if Oklahoma looked bad and the Baylor Oklahoma game is just ugly, um, that that Florida. I mean, Florida's two losses are two pretty damn good losses. Oh yeah. On the road at LSU and the neutral side against Georgia, two of their their two biggest rivals are the two games they lost. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Ethan Broom jumped in. He said, "Woo, good morning, guys." Uh, hashtag Go Irish. Um, yeah, Go Irish. I'll go with that for now. William Brown, y'all probably said that nonsense when Felipe was still the quarterback too. Good joke, lol. Uh, and then he says, "James Lynch from or James Lynch from Baylor is a dude." Uh, yes, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. He is. Yes, sir. He was. Uh, he was on fire. Uh, Kirk said, "Where does Bama go bowling and do the Bam show up?" Most team checked out. Yes, everybody has checked out on this season. Uh, they will probably end up in the Citrus Bowl against Michigan, which I think will be a good matchup. And since it is a good matchup, there will be some people that go out to that game because it is entertaining, right? Michigan, Alabama. That's you know two big time programs against each other. You'll have some people show up. It's not going to be to the same level as going to the playoff. When you've been to the playoff... It'll be a heavily watched game, but it won't yeah. be fun to watch. Yeah, it's... Everybody will instantly regret wasting four hours on it. <laughs> uh, Jim John said, if LSU is the second seed and wins it all, they will have beaten two undefeated teams plus the rest of that schedule. Yeah. Well, they I mean, they would have beaten Alabama when they were undefeated. They would have beaten... Florida when, Florida they, were when they were undefeated. Um, Texas when they were undefeated was week two. Yeah, I mean, that's week two, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, that's, that's LSU definitely, uh, let's see, Mike said, it's no way Gators. What is now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not claiming ourselves yet. I'm just well, saying yeah. they have potential to have the greatest resume in the history of college football. Chris Kennedy said, I was surprised that Oregon looked so much stronger than Utah thought that game would be closer. And Rhett Terry said, I think Oregon wanted to make a statement. I will agree with that. Let's go on and jump into that game. Come on. Let's, uh, let's talk about Oregon 37 and Utah 15 and Man, um, this game went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. By the way, there was two games that I had could not be more right on, which was this game and the LSU game. Every first half yeah. over, every first half uh, uh, spread by the team that I liked. Money line on both teams, total games on both teams. I, everything went exactly. I didn't get everything right this weekend. I got these two yeah. dead on. This is the other one. Uh, this was. I will say this. So uh, all week long, I thought. Utah was going to win this game, and I thought they were going to do it in a pretty dominant fashion because I thought that defensive line was going to be able to handle Oregon's offensive line. And it gets to be right before game time. And I, I texted you this. I said, I just, like, the line went to seven, and yeah. I took Oregon plus seven. And I was like, I just, I, I think I've been wrong all year about this stuff. I'm going to go Oregon here. Like, even though I, I put a little bit on the opening line for Utah, on Monday, and we talked about it on the show on Tuesday. And I came back and I said, I don't feel good about this at all. <laughs> like, I, th- I think I think Oregon's going to come out and make a statement here. Um, and, and when you look at it, yeah, Utah had not played anybody all season. And not that Oregon had played, you know, a bunch, but I when you get an even competition like that, you know, Oregon played Auburn in the first week of the season. Um, but Oregon had a better quarterback. Like, I understand that the efficiency metrics have got 
you know, Tyler Huntley is like number three in the country as far as efficiency. But you've also got Jalen Hurts, who is number one as far as being, or no, number two, whatever it is, as being most efficient. And I I know what Jalen is. Like, he's he's not super accurate. But if you can scheme guys open against those teams that they play, then, yeah, you just hit dump passes. You hit, like, some easy open things into zone coverage. And you can pad those stats. You can make them look good. And I thought Justin Herbert was a better quarterback than Tyler Huntley. I thought Oregon's defense had been able to stop the run all year long, so I didn't think they would have too much of a problem with Zach Moss, and they didn't. And they didn't. I mean, from from the word go, Oregon was the better football team. They looked like the more prepared football team. It's a, I, I hate the fact that it is a short week, right? Like, it's a Friday night game. So it's a it, short week by, like, 12 hours. Yeah, it's, it's a short week by, like, not a ton. I mean, they normally kick off at like 4 p.m. You know, on Saturday. Time anyway. So, so. I, I I hate that they have to play on on Friday night. Um, but I, I don't think it would have mattered in this spot nope. at all. Like it, it, this is this is the prototypical game why you can't look at spreadsheets to pick football games. You just can't. Sometimes it works and sometimes it all works out. But I don't know that I don't know that the numbers had anything to do with it. No, they not, just not lied this about Utah all year, and it's not a knock on Utah. But the numbers did not set their team up for, for, for telling the truth. They played a bunch of bad quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, and bad situations all year long. That defensive line didn't go up against a good offensive line all year long. And Utah is a good team. So they dominate bad teams. Yeah. But when they play another good team, all bets are off. I mean, the, the best team that they had played this season was USC, and they got beat. A third-string quarterback. Yeah. And they got beat. And they got kind of beat bad. Yeah. Chris uh, Chris Kennedy said clearly. Uh, Mike Campion jumped in. He said, I think Oregon is a good football team with a good quarterback. And Rhett Terry said, if Oregon would have won the Arizona State game, I believe they would have been a better playoff team than Utah. I, I don't know that it, I, we're We're hashing, like, we're picking nits at this stuff. That fourth best team is 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 just a paycheck. It really is. Yeah. Because I think the three team, and it doesn't matter which of the three teams gets the number one spot. Man, I think it's seventeen point spread. I don't think it's that. Well then, well then you bet the favorite. Then that's just one of those yeah. situations. If it's not twenty, you bet the favorite because that fourth team's getting housed. Yeah, I think they they probably will be. Um, let's see. I don't matter if it's Clemson, OSU, or LSU. Doesn't matter. I will. Uh, let's see. Oh, we have a new uh, AP Top Twenty Five that just came out. Uh, Georgia oh, is now at five. My Top Twenty Five looks. My Top Ten looks to theirs. That's uh. Well, here I'll, I'll go and give you the Top Ten real quick. All right, uh, give me the Top Ten. I'm looking at mine. LSU one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, Oklahoma four, Georgia five, Florida six, Oregon seven, Baylor eight, Alabama nine. Uh, Auburn 10. All right. They have two in that I don't have in at all. And then they got Wisconsin 11, Utah 12, Penn State 13, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a team that's not in at all that absolutely should be in if you're looking at strictly resume. And that's Minnesota. Minnesota deserves to be in this. I've got Minnesota in mind, absolutely. And and I think they belong in here. You might be right. I mean, they've, they've really only got – one good one win. bad loss. One bad loss. 
But they, they, they have two losses, but they have one bad loss. Well, I mean, which one would you consider the bad one? The one where they got housed by Wisconsin. Going to going to Iowa for a That's night not a game bad loss. Okay. And, and 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 playing in that game the whole way. They, they didn't get dominated by Iowa. They just lost game by Iowa. Yeah. No, you're you're right. You're right. That's a that's a one score game on the road in that environment. That's not a bad loss at all. There's a lot of teams in the country that go in and do and, and, and that happened to them. But they've got big wins on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And a lot of those teams above them in this, which they're not even ranked in this, uh, in the top ten, a lot of those teams above them don't have good wins at all. Don't have wins anywhere. They just have good-looking losses. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's see. I was going to try and pull up that power rating to see what the line would actually be, but I cannot find it, so we're not going to waste a whole bunch of time on that. All right. So, let's keep rolling in. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about Oklahoma. We, we've touched on him quite a bit, um, but we haven't actually talked about the game yet. So, Oklahoma 30, Baylor 23, um, in overtime. Like, this was, what did I write down here? Uh, oh, I put, uh, stats were completely one-sided. How did this end up in overtime? That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I wrote down. So, let's talk about the stats. Um, da, 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 let me pull it up here. Because this, this was just nuts to me when you go back and look through them. First downs, Baylor had eight first downs and scored 23 points. That's nuts. That looks like a pit. This looks like a Penn State stat line, by the That's, way. Yes. Like, like, we don't put it together a single drive, but when we hit plays, they're 70 yard touchdowns. Yes. Yes. This is Penn State football all year long, right? Third down and fourth down efficiency. They were three of 15 on third down, 0 of 1. On fourth down, total yards, they had 265, had 230 passing, only had 35 rushing yards on 29 attempts, uh, and only had four penalties. They only had the football for 23 minutes in this ballgame. I just... Hang on now. We we have to start with, they got to the third-string quarterback. They Charlie Brewer goes out early, early in this game. Yeah. And... We are we are playing second string and then third string quarterback in a championship football game. So you're not looking for a lot of offense here. The fact that the defense held o- Oklahoma to what they did and continued to Jalen did what he does, put up a lot of yards, turn the football over multiple yeah. times. Everybody in the comments gave me a lot of crap for picking Baylor. Because all that was the only game was only close because Jalen turned it over. That won't be the same this week. That won't be the same. If you don't think it's the same, you A, haven't been watching Baylor play all year, and B, you hadn't really watched Jalen his entire career. That guy turns the football over. Yeah. No, he, he didn't at Alabama, but that's because they never put him in the position to. <laughs> I was going to say, that was a save at offense yeah. before they started spreading the ball out, and they did Saban just up until Tua, Saban didn't allow – for anybody to turn the ball over. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, let, let me jump into the comments real quick. Uh, let's see. Mike, Iowa's definitely a tough place to play. I definitely uh, want to go to Iowa. for. Yeah, we want to go to Kinnick, too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Chris yeah. Kennedy, really surprised. Ugga only fell one spot to five. That was an ugly loss. Like, it, who are you going to put up there? I mean, it, uh, I, yeah, that's my only thing is I don't like it, but they got the win over Florida. And yeah. so, I, I think the head-to-head, I got them over Florida. Uh that's- Let's see, and I think like getting demolished by LSU is not like I understand you got smoked, but like 
I mean, Florida kind of got smoked too. They scored yeah. a lot in the first half. Second half, they scored one opening touchdown and they never scored again. So, yeah. um, Mike said, I think if Brewer was healthy, they beat Oklahoma. Me and, too. Yeah. Well, see, I I disagree. I thought that they. I know oh, you do. I I, got, I didn't think Brewer looked very good. And if you go back and look, Brewer was three of six for fifteen yards, and you know he had. Six carries for negative three yards. So it, it, yeah, like, but I mean, he got cold cocked early in that game, and yeah. then he came out for another drive. That that second drive, you can't do anything about because he shouldn't have come out. And I think Rule realized that and was like, "We just can't play with this. We can't safely put him back on the field." Yeah, another reason why I kind of worship at the feet of Matt Rule. So I I enjoyed him. Um, I, I thought like when he came out for that second half interview and they were asking about Charlie Brewer and da, 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 and he, said, he he was dead honest yeah. and he just said, yeah, no, he, he's out for the second half. Like, we'll be fine. Everything's yeah. good. Like it, he didn't flinch. Wasn't nope. upset. Wasn't it? It was just doesn't, right, yell the reporter, doesn't get mad that they ask him the questions. Like he know. hang on. He knows he understands this is coming. So I'm prepared for it. It always drives me crazy that these coaches Get so mad, you prepare for – you try to expect what the opponent is going to bring against you in this game all the time. But you don't think a reporter's – like you're not prepared to answer a question that you know everybody in the world is going to ask. Yeah. It, it drives me insane when, when 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 all these other coaches just act shocked and appalled that you would ask them about something like this. <laughs> He's we, just a model of an adult in the room. Yeah. He's really smart. He's really controlled. He always has a good, articulate answer. I, I just I can't love a guy more than I do that that's not the coach of my team or a team I even like or cheer for. I don't hate Baylor, but I'm, I'm very neutral to them. But yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, William Brown said that Zeno kid had almost all their yards on two plays. Yes, he did. I was that's the stat line I was about to pull up. That Zeno so, kid is a is a true freshman yeah. that has no business being in a championship game. It took no snaps the entire year. Two of six. Yeah. Two dimes, baby. He dropped yeah. two dimes. Two of six for 159 yards and one touchdown. Like his QBR was an eight was 18.1, but his two completions averaged what is that, 80 yards per completion? I mean that's uh, that's a lot, yeah. That's yeah, one sixty divided by two. It's <laughs> the yeah. most ridiculous stat line I have ever seen. Uh, Bohannon was four of fifteen for fifty six yards and one touchdown, uh, and then their rushing stats just right. like offensively they could do nothing in this game except for hit a couple of explosive plays, and yeah, that's it's it's mind numbing when you go back and look at it. Uh, yeah, when you get down to your backup quarterback, even. In, in, in this type of offense, when Charlie Brewer's kind of been the leader of that team for as long as he has in the style of football they play, the defense knows stop the run and 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 make the backup try to make plays. And he just at no point in time in the game could they uh, until Zeno came in and Zeno made two big ones. Yeah. But a lot of that is, is – he, now he dropped dimes. I don't want to – listen, those balls were perfect, but the receivers were pretty open and then just – speed like you've never seen before. I haven't seen wide receivers for anybody not at an elite school run away from Oklahoma DBs like that. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, I've seen Alabama do it. I've seen Clemson do it. I've seen I've seen big boy football teams do it. It's, it's I, what I, I've I said at the beginning State of the year. I haven't seen Baylor wide receivers just pull away from the DBs at Oklahoma. Well, it's, it's, so I, I talked to you about this at the beginning of the season about how – like skill position 
they match up with Oklahoma and Texas as well as anybody. The issue is they, they've got guys that were three stars that have the speed, and they've got all that, but like they were, they were projects. Right, you you had to work with them. You had to develop them, and I don't know that there's anybody I would rather have developing players than Matt Rule and that coaching okay, staff. Hundred percent yeah. right on that part of it. What I believe is, is you're right. I think skill wise, they're three stars and not five stars, but they do match up well. They are developed. They don't have the trench guys to compete. No, in these games all the time, they just they just don't. I think they at least can not the depth. They, they've got the front line talent, but it. The depth that it takes to be able to rotate guys in and out and keep everybody oh, fresh. Yeah. It's, That's what I'm talking about. On, it's almost on impossible. defense, yeah, you need seven or eight, you know, f- defensive linemen if you run a four-down scheme or even a three-down scheme um, just just because you, you're just gashing every play. You're going 100%, and, and you can't do that for 60 minutes. Yeah. No, you're you're and right. No team can, by the way. The elite teams rotate ten guys in on that front line. So uh, Mike jumped in. He said, "Does uh, does Matt Rule stay at Baylor?" I think the only way he leaves is the right NFL job comes open. Yeah, I don't think but, he's going to another college job. I, I think no, he no, could no. he could sniff the NFL. So, well, he interviewed for a couple NFL jobs last year. Uh, was was quietly offered the Jets job and chose to, to not take it. I think he's going to be smart about the NFL job. I'd love him in Cleveland. God, I'd love him in Cleveland. But if he turned down the Jets, man, I don't think there's any way on earth he's going to work for an owner like Haslam. And he's not going to a train wreck like Cleveland. I just don't think – I think he's going to be very particular about what NFL job he takes. Well, the reason he didn't take the Jets job was because they wanted to hire his assistants for him. Oh no doubt, and, but and, I don't think that's the. I don't think he's gonna work for an owner that's go, or a GM that's gonna tell him what to do. Yeah. You've got to give him the keys to the program, or you can't take him. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you're right. the coach that's responsible for the outcome of all these games pick the other coaches that affects his responsibility. I, I've never understood. We're gonna we're gonna grade you on wins and losses, but you got to hire these assistants. Kirk jumped in. He said, yes, he stays at Baylor. I, I agree. I think he stays at Baylor. It, the job security there is absurd. Like is, hang on now. I'm, I'm not kidding. And, and this is a team I strongly dislike. You know that. If Jerry calls, I think you take that Cowboys job because you want to talk about consistency. I mean, he – I don't, he I don't think Jerry person. calls Matt Rule. Like, uh, that's fine. That's, that's not he who he's call, looking for. That is a stable job. As long as you don't throw Jerry under the bus and you take the blame for the losses and you don't care about credit for wins, which Matt Rule just is one of the few coaches yeah. that's elite that doesn't seem to have an ego, man, I think I think you could be the, the coach of the Cowboys for 20 years and consistently dominate that conference. Yeah. The um, division, maybe not the conference, the division. William Brown said, unfortunately, I've heard the same thing about climbing in Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, they are building monsters Yes, Chris Kleiman. Like we didn't think they would be good this year. No, obviously we were wrong. I was, I was um, dead. I, I, he might be the uh, Lubby Smith might be the most wrong I was on. I didn't think they'd win a game, maybe one. But Kleiman, I was pretty wrong, and just because I didn't think there was talent there, I thought it was going to take a couple of years to get talent. Shocked at how well he got those kids to play and to yeah. buy in, and the talent level that they showed this year. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, William Brown, uh, no, Mike said, uh, what about Lincoln Riley? Does he end up in the NFL this year? That's the one I think that that Jerry is going to really go after. 
and we'll see. I mean, it, it depends I don't on- know that Jerry's going to be the only call that he gets, by the way. No, 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 it won't. It won't. But the, uh, the Carolina Panthers owner is an analytical genius. That's all he's ever done. He, he's a guy that looks at numbers more than anyone else. This guy would have fondled himself over the S&P Plus all year long. But <laughs> I, I think he's going to go after a college. I think the reason he pulled the trigger early was because he wanted to go after a college coach, not a pro coach. And, and I, think, I think the most analytical, friendly coach is Lincoln Riley. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, let's go ahead and jump into uh, some of the, the smaller ones because we'll talk about these jobs uh, before. I mean, they're about to announce the uh, the top four, top six, whatever it is. Uh, I'm not uh, watching, so. Mike said, uh, rumor keeps around Urban. Uh, wait, I don't know. He might have mistyped that. Uh, Urban Meyer to the Cowboys. No, that, I, so that's been reported that that's who Jerry wants, and I don't know who has that information or how accurate that is. I've, I mean, I've we'll heard see. that though. Well, I, yeah, I mean it's it's been everywhere, but we'll we'll see. Like, I, I wouldn't just, mind. Listen, much as I despise Urban, I wouldn't mind him going to the NFL. Can he do what Pete Carroll did? Can he do what Harbaugh did? Can he find success at that next level? And he gets to go to a team that I'm already accustomed to hating, so it kind of works out good. Yeah, there you go. West Coast came in. He said never going to happen. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, it, never say never. Uh, next one up. Let's go ahead and talk about Memphis 29, Cincinnati 24. Uh, this was, to me, the most entertaining game of the day. It was fantastic, back and forth. Like, there was no set way that this game was played. I was a little surprised by that. Cincinnati had to come up with some explosive plays in order to stay in the ball game, and yet still kept it kind of a Cincinnati game where they slowed it down a little bit. It was it was fun to watch the contrast in styles and each team try to be the aggressor. And it came down to, I mean... Memphis scores a touchdown with, what, a minute 14 left, I think, in the game. And yes. then Cincinnati, who who is not used to hitting explosive plays, hits two long passes to get down to, like, the 15 or 20-yard line. And they've got a fourth and 15 set up, have to hit it. They don't. It, it's it, Everything about this game was absolutely incredible. And it's the reason why G5 football is so much fun. Uh, it was a fun football game. And I know that you didn't watch this one. Because nope. you were watching uh, your Tigers? When, when the LSU game went to the third, at the end of the third quarter, I had four different text messages come through. It says, flip to the Memphis game, flip to the Memphis game. And you're talking a buddy from Seattle, about like people yeah. from all over, like they aren't even Memphis guys. Like, just like, I know you're watching your boys. You got to flip to this game. This is a good game. I flipped yeah. over for a little bit. As soon as I saw we were back at play, I, I stayed for a little while because we had just such a big lead. And, uh, and then, then got back. So I watched a little and I went back and looked at the box score of it. But, I, listen, I, I think Cincinnati is set up. As long as Luke Fickle stays there and he doesn't take another gig, man, I, I think they're set up to be good for a while. Yeah. I think he could take over the American. I really do. No, I, I, think, I think you're probably right. They uh, have just enough explosive offense, but also enough ball control offense to where they can be a defensive team. Man, I, I think they can run this conference for a while. Yeah, uh, William Brown said Memphis is the path to your dream job. Uh, I mean, it, it has been the last, you know, two times. We'll see. I can't imagine Florida State is anybody's dream job. And now I, I don't think it is, but it, like it is somewhere that you can win. But it's a, national a big job where you can get a big ass paycheck. Yeah, and you and you can win a national championship there. Like that's no, not out of the realm of possibility. But but the way those boosters are with the facilities and the location, that is not a dream job. 
Unless yeah. you're a Florida State grad, that's not a dream job. Now you're, you're probably right on that. Um, and then, uh, so so off of the Memphis game, which was entertaining as all get out, uh, FAU 49, UAB 6 was not entertaining. Our buddy TJ from the Three Dog Thursday podcast, of course, was calling this on the TuneIn app. Uh, and I, I actually tuned in and listened to him for a little bit. He's really good at this stuff, man. He's so good. Yeah, cute. no, he's, 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 he's a great <laughs> radio man. Yeah, this was, uh, this was a total mismatch. Uh, FAU and UAB, like I, I told you before when we were doing the previews on this game that UAB is maybe I, maybe the worst nine-win team in the country. Like they, they're, they're nine wins. I think the teams that they beat have a combined like 20 wins between them. And that's it. Well, like, but you would say football, though. Or, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Um, it, FAU had 585 total yards of offense to only 223 in this game. Uh, UAB turned the football over twice. Like, UAB had 11 penalties. Uh, I mean, it just, it, like, anywhere that you want to look on the stat sheet, FAU was a better football team than UAB. They had way more talent. They had all this different stuff. Uh Chris Kennedy jumped in. He said, anyone heard what's up with the Lane Kiffin contract? Just curious what the details are. All of the stuff that's been going around, like Brett McMurphy got got, by the way. It, he he read one of those, you know, fake tweets that was supposed to be somebody else and and just retweeted it, or not retweeted, but he, he actually tweeted something out with the exact same numbers. Yeah. He said, uh, sources he tell reported, stadium. He it. Yeah, he yeah, said, sources tell stadium. That it's a five-year, $21 million contract. It's like you can't have a five-year contract in the state yeah. of Mississippi. If, if you know is, anything about state of Mississippi football or yeah. law, you can't have a five-year deal. Yeah, it's a, it is a four-year deal. From everything that I have heard, it is a touch over $4 million guaranteed per year. Um, the, the guaranteed money, I'm not sure exactly what the guaranteed money is. But uh, well, coaching contracts are all guaranteed. Uh, not fully. Like if, if he gets bought out after like two years – like there's there's different things in the contract that that make it not worth as much, but but yeah, for the most part, yeah. I mean, it's. I think Lane's going to be fun. The NFL is the only sport in which things aren't guaranteed. Basically, just about every other contract you sign, they're they're pretty much all guaranteed. Yeah. Unless you do something, obviously, if you do something to screw up and get fired, that is, you know. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm. That's where but, I'm coming from. But that's not. But it's not due to wins and losses, though. Let's see. Uh, Mike said FSU is a dumpster fire. Chris Kennedy said FSU struck gold. Uh, William Brown said so was Baylor too. LOL. If you can coach, you can turn it around. Uh, yeah. No. Hundred percent. Oh, hang on. I I I completely agree. Baylor, Florida State. A Baylor was a way bigger train wreck than Florida State is. Yeah. Matt Rule. I I like Norvell. I want Norvell to do well. Matt Rule and Norvell aren't the same guy. If if you put Matt Rule and Norvell in the same in the same boat, you, you're not paying attention to what Rule has done throughout his history. You're you're just not. Well, but Norvell hasn't had the opportunity to do that. I, I like, agree. He's, he's only been I a head agree. coach for four years. So no, I, I listen. That's not a knock on Norvell to say that one of the guys that I believe to be one of the greatest coaches that I've watched and followed over the last decade. Like if you're not him. That's not a knock on your career or your your accomplishments. Yeah, no, it's you're, just you're not. Right. You're right. What he's been able to do with no talent whatsoever or very little talent compared to the teams that he plays against is unbelievable. Yes, no, you're right. You're right. Um, 
So uh, let's talk about this Lane Kiffin thing. So Kirk already jumped in with an LMAO here. <laughs> all right, well, all right, Kirk. This is this is your guy. I'm I'm pumped about this. I think this is going to be the most entertaining hire of the offseason. It is the perfect spot. Remember, Lane Kiffin's brother, Chris Kiffin, was named in that uh, letter of allegations or notice of allegations. Which is complete bullcrap, by the way. We yes, know no, it absolutely was. It That's absolutely was. Is, is, as everyone says, he was named. He was na- Yes, he was named. And yes, he had to serve a suspension. Do you want to actually hear what he did? Oh, he yeah. Let he, let, he let guys sleep on his couch. couch. Oh, no. I know. It's like it, it, the whole thing's ridiculous. This is this is why I hate some of this college football reporting crap is, is we immediately dump on Chris Kiffin, but, but we don't want to actually know what he did because – when, when a normal person that doesn't understand or follow the sport hears what he did, they don't understand why that's a problem. Oh, you let a kid who didn't have a place to stay sleep on your couch? Not, yeah. in, not in your, like, multimillion-dollar mansion. Chris Kiffin was a, just a dude. Yeah. He lived in like, an apartment. And Kirk said, that's done. Why bring it up? Like, so why bring it up? Agreed. Well, because reporters the, are still bringing it up but the reason, But the reason it's being brought up is because Kiffin was in that notice of allegations and whatnot. He did have a two-year show calls and whatnot. And now his brother is getting the head coaching job. Yeah. So it, it is. It's, it's so They're taking shots. I'm, let's yeah. just call that what it is. They're taking shots. Uh, it's not shots. It's just a very strange circumstance. Like some people are taking shots, but it's it is definitely a weird circumstance. Ain't Most schools would not do this. Shots. Like I, I feel like Ole Miss is almost like totally cool with being the villain in this spot because there's not a lot of schools that would hire Kiffin to be their head coach in the SEC. I love their OC. And I love it. Hey, I called the OC, and I've been screaming for this DC hire for a while. So, well, who's the DC hire? Uh, reports are going to be it's going to be Charlie Strong. How I, long have I been heard, saying that? Uh, yeah, but some of those were the, those fake reports that were coming okay. out. With the, all right, like I, I'll I'll be curious to see it. I think like I would love the Kendall Bryles hire because obviously they did some that's fantastic happening. stuff. Um, a number four, by the way, on the rankings is uh, is Oklahoma. They're going super slow on this, so. Which well, unlike their Tuesday night show, where they're they're in and out in thirty minutes with all yeah. twenty five or twenty minutes with all twenty five <laughs> tonight today they're they're milking this thing. Yes, they are milking the whole thing. Like they're not doing the rest of them until what two p.m. Central. Uh, twenty five out in twenty minutes, and and today they're going to take forty minutes to give us four. Yes, uh, Kirk said, uh, "Let them say what they want. Those shots mean we made the right hire." I agree. Agreed, one hundred percent. Like this is fantastic. Yeah, listen, like, I we we played athletic director for a while, and yeah. I told you if I could hire anybody at Ole Miss, and I was the athletic director, and nobody else had to say, it would be bring in Kiffin, bring in Kendall. I'd go get Barry Odom if I could get him, and I'd say let's let's nuke this thing. Yeah, listen, we're not we might not be great, but we're going to be entertaining. Uh, Clemson is the number three here, uh, All right, and they're they're showing everybody. Now, now uh, they're gonna now they're gonna go to commercial break, and now they're gonna take forty minutes to give us two because. Well, I mean, we'll see. Like they're showing Clemson and the team at the facility, and you've got some guys that are like, "Yeah, whatever," clapping, and then you've got some guys that are just sitting there still eating, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, Mike said, "If you're hiring a head coach, I would hire an offensive guy. I don't think defensive coaches make great head coaches. I don't agree with that. I don't disagree with that." Yeah. So Nicholas Saban and Bill Belichick aren't good coaches. Uh, Kirby Smart, he's not a great coach, but like, I mean, he's done a pretty good job rebuilding that program. Not he's done the exact same job as, as 
That's Kurt. It's, it's Mark Rick. Yeah. Mark uh, Bill Clark has done a great job rebuilding UAB. And he's a defensive I, I guy. think defensive guys can come. Oh, hey, a guy with a defensive guy, Herm Edwards, doing a pretty damn good job uh, at Arizona State. Yeah, I would, I would they say so. no talent there. Uh, Chris Kennedy said disagree, but I don't know which he's disagreeing with, whether maybe it's offensive. Maybe defensive or, coach guy. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. That's that's the bad thing about doing these chats is like sometimes you, you get so far ahead of yourself. It's like, wait, what are we disagreeing with? What was the thing? Yeah. Maybe uh, it was something I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is. Uh, but yes, I think that Kiffin will be the best, uh, the best hire. Let's see. Uh, are, there, are there any other hires we're talking about? What are we going with? Because I would like to talk about this Arkansas thing. Holy smokes! Uh, number two is Ohio State. Come on, baby! Come on! <laughs> LSU gets Oklahoma. They get to deal with Jalen Hurts again. That's uh, that's interesting. So, uh, Darren McArdle jumped in with a super chat. He uh, he said the Florida Gators should be number five in the CFP poll. Uh, I think they are. Are they not? Uh, well, they haven't announced the five and six yet, so we'll see. And, I, and and they shouldn't, by the way, because it doesn't matter. But when they do the top twenty-five, I have them as five. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Oh, maybe I don't. Uh, Maybe because Georgia's head to head, I think I have Georgia at five. But yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's what I. It would take about thirty seconds of talking to me to get me to flop that. I mean, yeah. I I mean, I I think Florida on any given day could show up and beat Georgia. They didn't when they played, and they kind of got their butt whipped. That's the only thing I can't get out of my head. If they were competitive in that cocktail party, yeah, I, I might have. I might be swayed a little easier, but I am. I'm a little surprised at this. I, Me too, I, by I the way. The I, 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 when our game was over, I was fully ready for Clemson, and I wasn't making excuses. I wasn't on there saying we have to be number one. And I, I'm not afraid of any of these teams. I've made that clear. It doesn't yeah. matter. Make us one. Make us three. Make us five. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll play anybody anywhere. I think this team is special. That uh, that does mean that LSU and Oklahoma will be playing in Atlanta. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. A little, little short drive. LSU fans didn't go to the SEC championship game at all because they were saving up, I think, to go to this. Because, hey, man, it's hard on fans to be able to get out here and go to all these damn games. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, A couple of comments already. Uh, Let's see. Daniels is nice at quarterback for ASU. Yes, 100% Jaden Daniels. Absolutely. Um, Uh, I'm not not knocking anybody. No, 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 no. no. Uh, The talent at Arizona State is not the talent at Alabama. And what Herm has done there is pretty special as a defensive guy. All right, here we go. You, I, you're ready to fire into this thing, right? Uh, West Coast said, damn, my Buckeyes got robbed. Uh, oh, Bob. Mike said that they're not going to announce the rest of the top 25 until three. Like They usually do five and six, but apparently they are not doing that this year. Um, so, Michael Fritch said, robbed? They should have showed up early against the Badgers. Chris Kennedy said, they were not robbed. LSU earned it. West Coast said, yeah, they got robbed. Badgers are a tough team. Uh, Buckeyes <laughs> had a better strength of schedule and beat more top 25 teams. Uh, wrong let's see. Michael said both, so. Both accounts. Michael said so is Georgia and LSU smacked them from the start. Uh, West Coast said, "Come on!" And then Chris Kennedy said, "I still think Georgia is better than Wisconsin." All right, Chris, this is your day. Your team is number one. It's have at them. No, man, you're just wrong. A, you didn't have a better strength of schedule. You absolutely did not. There's no metric. There's no analytical thing that you can find to say that Ohio State played a better strength of schedule. You didn't. You just. You just didn't. Texas and Penn State are about as equal as you get. We beat the hell out of Texas and the sixth best team we beat. Okay? I don't know what to tell you. 
A&M, Penn State, they're all about the same. Yeah. I would love, I would love for Texas and A&M to play some Big Ten teams in bowl games. I would love for that to happen. <laughs> because I think they're evenly matched. I think so, too. I, I, I agree. You, you beat Penn State in the big house. Congratulations. You beat up on a bunch of weaklings. And not, not the, the big house. The best offense you played the, all year was the, Michigan. The horseshoe. I this clear. You, you, keep, you keep swapping the big house and the horseshoe, man. we got to get you Whatever. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's a, they, they view that as disrespectful. You can't be disrespectful. Well, they can guys. eat. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. They can be as disrespectful. I, I mean it as as much disrespect as I can give. If you're going <laughs> to bring the noise that that you got robbed, that you got jumped when you got dominated for an entire half by a lesser opponent. We destroyed number four, and you barely beat number eight. Well, I guess you beat them pretty handily at the end. But you, you struggled with number eight. We destroyed number four. That's not enough. That's uh, not West, enough. West Coast you jumped in. Tuscaloosa and win a ball game, never trail against one of the greatest Alabama offenses the world has ever seen, never trailed in that game? Come on. West Coast said, uh, how many top 25 teams LSU beat? Uh, I'm not looking at the top 25. But well, because they hadn't come out Florida, yet for one. Florida, Georgia. Alabama, Auburn, a and I'm guessing is not in the top 25. Yeah, probably not. Texas, Texas in there. isn't in there. Uh, okay. No, I think that's probably it. But, I mean, what but, are you going to tell hell. me? All right, so we don't have the top 25 wins. How many top 15 wins we got? How many top 10 wins we got? Well, that's, that's where the difference is. Because those teams in the that's, top 10. So, Ohio State has beaten Penn State, Michigan, and Wisconsin twice. So, like that's and they're going to claim Cincinnati. Clemson, well, Cincinnati's, Cincinnati's going to be out of the top 25. They're going to get bounced. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you think Georgia cannot stop uh, Jonathan Taylor? If you shut him down, how does Wisconsin win against Georgia? Uh, and then Georgia beat Florida, not overrated. Jake Fromm is a legit first-round NFL quarterback. I agree with that, by the way. I agree with that. I, I think he's going to be a good NFL guy. I mean, maybe, maybe this offense is just... Well, no, no. There's 100% this offense is... is I know he doesn't coach the offense, but Huge it's a Kirby trip. Smart problem. Well, yeah, he just didn't hire the right guy. He hired from well, within. I also like, think Kirby is doing what Saban did all those years, which is keeping him in the box. Don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes playing super conservative. You just can't do that anymore. you got to go out there and let a rip today. I laughed so hard the other day when you said let a rip tater chip. Like I, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh Mike said, yes, after watching yesterday's game, I don't think Georgia stops Taylor, and I definitely think Wisconsin outcoaches Georgia. Uh, Wisconsin wet the bed in the second half, and you get some terrible calls. If they don't do that, OSU gets beat. Uh, I don't even know which direction everybody's arguing now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who's, but, but it, but who's it, arguing but it doesn't, who. It doesn't matter, by the way. It just it just doesn't. No. There's, we have, when this thing is all over, if you did a top 10 ranking, the worst of those four teams that I just named are going to be 11. All right? Yeah, like nobody's going to be lower than eleven out of all those teams that I named that LSU beat. LSU has four top eleven wins, probably four top ten wins. So don't give me that top twenty five crap. Oklahoma State's been in the top twenty five for the last four weeks, and they got four or five losses. And they're not a great team. No, you're right. So, so if Cincinnati finishes twenty fourth, you're gonna you're gonna put that on your wall and say that's a better win than Texas. Okay, yeah, that's a better win than A and M. All right, maybe. Chris Herndon said LSU beat five top ten teams. Well, that was top five or top ten at the time. At the time, at the time. I and I try not to never hang on the top like when you played them, but because I don't know that that matters. We didn't know Texas was going to be garbage when we played Texas when we 
when we played them. Yeah. All right. Darren McArdle uh, threw in a super chat. He said LSU should blow out Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Uh, the only thing that could so. make this interesting is Jalen Hurts and and the the read option that he runs. Like it, like that could make it interesting because LSU hasn't seen a ton of it, and you know. It, but I, I still think LSU is like they're yes. I understand Oklahoma's defense is like number twenty six in the country in yards per play. I get that, but I also don't think that they have seen exactly what LSU does. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's LSU it's, won't have any third downs. That, that could be interesting. We had one a, of the lowest third down percentages in the year out of all the good schools, and that's just because we just don't get to third down very often. There we go. Uh, Chris Kennedy said the argument was who's better, Wisconsin or Georgia. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of tough anyway. Like I, <laughs> I would have Wisconsin, I would have Georgia ranked over Wisconsin. Georgia has a win over a team like Florida. Wisconsin has a their best wins Michigan. Yeah, well, Michigan like or really, Minnesota. That was like a really bad miss. Oh, you're right. Okay, no, I'm wrong yeah. on that then. Minnesota's a, ba- a great win. Great win. Not not as good as Florida win, but a great win. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so let's see. Uh, Clemson, or Gary, uh, what's your opening line on Ohio State and Clemson? Uh, pick them. I would, yeah, I think that'd be about a pick them. Uh, at most, it might be Ohio State minus one or I mean, you could have Clemson. Like, it, it won't shock me if Clemson's minus one or two. I, I think under a field goal either way won't surprise me. The The perfect line for this is a pick. Yeah, probably probably so, especially being out in uh, in Arizona. Um, well, Buckeyes will have to have an all-out beast of a game to beat Clemson. Yeah, that's true. More Ohio State fans will be in Arizona, by the way, because the Midwest is like – that's where they all go to retire. They don't go to Florida – the way we do out out southeast, they all, on the east they all go to they all go to Florida. I, I think Ohio State fan, and then also Clemson fans have traveled to these games for years. At some point in time, I think the cost just gets high. Yeah, no, I, and do I agree. You go to the national championship game, or do you go to that game? Uh, Mike Norvell to Florida State. We let, let's go on and try and get back on track just a minute so that we okay. can close this thing out. Uh, Norvell to Florida State. Look, a lot of Florida State fans not happy. They uh they think that he is just another version of Willie Taggart. He's not. They don't deserve happiness. Then screw no. them. I, I'm I'm a little surprised that now there are some people that are really happy about this hire, and they should be. Uh, he, yeah, they should be. It, now I will say this: like at at Memphis, he was able to get some kids into school that he may not be able to get into school at Florida State. Uh, in, because the, Florida State's an academic institution? Are you well, kidding me? No, they're not. But I'm I'm just saying it's a little bit different because like. Look, I ain't going to lie. Like, the academic standards at the University of Memphis are not exactly the highest. So, some of these kids he was able to get in. What um, do you think Florida State is? Have you seen Jameis Winston? <laughs> Jameis Have we fine. had this conversation before? I was not meaning for this to be, like, a, a super long thing here. I'm just saying that could be a – He can get any kid he wants in the Florida State. I assure yes. you of that. I, I, You know what? I think I agree with that. I think I agree with that. So, yes, uh, I, I don't think you'll have any problem with recruiting. He will be able to recruit uh, – Easily over there, and on top of that, he can develop assistant coaches. Like that's another thing that people don't pay attention to. Yep. He loses coaches every year because he brings them in, he teaches them, he he develops them as coaches, and he'll be able to keep them paid. Well, I would say now he won't lose them for lateral jobs because he can pay them just as much as anyone else. Exactly, that's the most important thing. Yeah, he's uh, Mike Norville will be a fantastic hire for Florida State. I I would. Bank on that. 
I don't know I that really he's going to win. I really wish he would have taken the Arkansas job. I really wish he would have considered Arkansas more. That, why, if you had the option between those two, why? I would take Arkansas because there's zero fans that are upset that you take the Arkansas job, and you got half your fan base that don't want you. I mean, that's a good point. You also have an athletic director that's begging people to give 20% more after they've been a train wreck for the last seven years or four years or whatever it's been. Now, you, you do have a valid point there. <laughs> I don't know that I want to walk into that situation, but I've also been very open about not really liking the Florida State job at all. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you, I you are definitely big on that. But that's it. Yeah. No, you're you're a hundred percent right on that. I'm not I'm not sold on that. I think the boosters are out of control. I don't think your athletic director is gonna have your back at all. And I think you're you're walking into a place that is willing to fire you at the drop of a hat. Yeah, that, that is a little scary. Uh but what I'm do sure you think that, his deal looks like? Oh, I'm sure Jimmy Sexton has him like locked up. I mean, I, it, it, I, I think he's got to be five years minimum, right? Oh, yeah, five years and, and 100% guaranteed. Oh, yeah, because like, you just fired a guy after 18 months. Yeah. You're not getting – I'm not leaving to come to you unless I guarantee he gets this whole thing. Well, and he was already making like $2.7 million at Memphis. So, yeah. obviously, like he's he's going to be oh, – he's over five, easy. Yeah, easily. Easy. easy. So, yeah, I'm uh, – let's see. A uh, bunch of people jumping back into – Oh, Kirk said FSU thinks they need to be in the playoffs next year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a little yeah. bit. Um, hey, so can we talk about the Arkansas deal? Yeah, go ahead. So there were reports all weekend that the firm, the search firm that they had, couldn't zero in on anybody, and so they're considering just keeping their interim guy. Now, I don't know. Does that mean like naming him the head coach? Are just letting him be the interim coach for next year too? Are we really going to have that in the SEC? Is that Arkansas football? Are we doing that? I don't. I surely not. Like that, I, if you I don't, saw, I saw that. Now it could have been a thing where one guy saw it, and so another guy decided to report it as their own information. Also, like McMurphy did on his situation, instead of just retweeting it, it wasn't the same tweet that I saw twice. But I've seen it two different by two different guys covering the stuff, and. I just can't imagine a world in which there's nobody we like, so we're just going to stay pat because if we give somebody the job that we're not sold on, then they don't do well. Now we're paying a fourth coach. And but I think how, at some point they're sick of paying coaches. They they fired Chad Kelly – or Chad Kelly. Jesus. More. <laughs> Chad Morris. <laughs> if Chad they, uh, Kelly was the head coach, it'd be really exciting. Oh, yes. Might not be good. I agree. I mean, watch. Uh, if if they like they fired him what a month ago, uh, two months ago. Well, maybe and, a month and, and a half. I, I mean, it was like the beginning of October. It was after the ass thrashing from, um, what was that small school from? Oh, Western Kentucky. Well, no, yeah, yeah, Western Kentucky. Was it Western Kentucky? Oh, yeah. it was Western Kentucky. It was uh, it was the first week in November. It was the or the weekend for, that uh, Alabama and LSU played. For for um, some reason, I thought it was the uh, San Jose game. No, no, San, San Jose State was in September. Oh. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't that one. We well, um, should have been fired after that game, by the way. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, yeah, no, at, at some point, like, you just you got to pick a guy and go with They really wanted Kiffin, and I, I understand well, that. So what? But you got to have a list that's longer than that. So the problem like, is, I think they had a chance at Kiffin, and I think they would have gotten him over Ole Miss – Here's what I think happened. I think they had one of their boosters, reportedly the Tyson guy, said, we ain't, we ain't hiring Lane. 
And when you've only got three boosters that you call an answer to, if one of those three, if they're not unanimous, I, th- I think you gotta you gotta steer clear. Well, and that may be what the problem is right now. That may be why they're looking at the interim for a whole another year, which I've never seen happen. Like I've well, just, I, I, I do understand if you're not sold on anybody because everybody you bring in, you got to give them at minimum a four four year deal. Yeah, even if you're bringing in some little guy at at three million dollars, um, you you got to give them a four year deal. And if that doesn't work and a big fish hire, you know, comes to you next year, then now you are paying four head coaches. Yeah, and that's that's where it becomes – And they're just sick of that. Because you're not going to be able to recruit with an interim guy. You're not going to be able to no. – like, I mean, it's just – it's impossible. I so, just I, – I don't know what the hell is going to happen. I, I will tell you that my friends that are Arkansas guys are flipping out. Like, <laughs> like really and, – and I'll tell you this, rightfully so. If I was an Arkansas fan, I'd be furious. Yeah. But I, I've made this clear. I mean, you don't. Auburn, you Auburn is going to look to fire Gus next year if he goes eight and four. You all right? cannot. I would. I would be offering all, uh, Gus whatever he wanted to get him from Arkansas and say we'll be happy with you. We'll, you. we'll be happy. Do you continue to do that? I mean, if you're going to do that, like you just need to overpay Gus now. That's what I'm saying. Pay him now and just be done with it. I would. I would much rather have Gus locked up for five years in a crazy contract than an interim for an entire year where now it's a whole nother year of no recruits whatsoever. If you're if you're doing the interim route, I think it would be even smarter to just go and get Eli Drinkwitz. He's from Arkansas. He's like the next Gus Malzahn. And I understand he's only been a head coach at App State for one year, but at, look, obviously the biggest selling point for them is that NC State's offense completely dropped off after Eli Drinkwitz left. So if you're going yeah. to do that, like, Eli Drinkwitz is the next version of Gus Malzahn. Go get him and like just you, see what happens. Do you but, think a school like Arkansas? Now this is SEC bias, and we're bigger and better than everybody else, quote unquote. I'm, I'm not saying I believe that, but I think that stigma's out there. And and we can just get anybody we want. I mean, wouldn't you walk up to Scott Satterfield and say, "Hey, man, you really want to try to do this at Louisville?" I mean, if you can't get to, you know, to Clemson. We think we've got the resources and the facilities and the and the talent to be able to to get there in the SEC. You want to come do this? I, but I don't, I don't know. What I don't think he would be that guy either, though. Yeah, I don't think Satterfield is that him to cutthroat after one year. Yeah, he's, that's he's not that guy. You've done it to Louisville before. I mean, <laughs> let's see. Kirk said, "Uh, you got to let the AD do his job. That's not happening in Fayetteville." Uh, nope. Yeah, it's it's really not like they they don't trust your The AD wanted Lane. We know that he yeah. tried to get Lane at Houston. This is two jobs in a row that that guy was like, "That's my guy," and and administration says, "That's not your guy. Find another guy." Yeah, or not administration, but the the people writing Boost. the checks. But then, uh, but then you get fired as athletic director because you made a bad hire. Like, how do you hold somebody responsible for the hire they make if you don't let them hire the guy they want? It's, I, like, I, I felt really good about the idea of Willie Fritz going to Arkansas. Like, I, I loved – like, I want I Willie Fritz to get a job. I do too, but I love Willie, and I, but he's got to keep Scott Hall. Well, Will Hall, yeah. Uh, Scott Hall was in NWA. I, well, I don't even know that he has to keep Will Hall. I, like, I, I think – I just – I think it would take a really long time for Willie Fritz to build up what he wants to. Like, that is – that's a long-term – rebuild there. The and next hire they get, Gary, they have to swallow two years because they haven't been able to recruit yeah. for three years. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, mean, I, I I think you have to you have to assume a two or three win season 
for at least two years. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, West, let's see. Uh, sorry, Michael Fritch said, "Where does uh, Chris Peterson end up?" Uh, and then he said, "Colorado State." And he said, "I can dream." Mike said, "Peterson takes at least a year off." I think Peterson may be done. I think he's. Oh, he's I, a I don't know about that. I do think after a year of sitting around and doing nothing, that that you get bored pretty quick, and you can kind of want to do this stuff. I, I I fully understand the working your ass off and then getting burned out and saying, "Look, I'm going to just go hang out for a year." But sitting around and doing nothing for a year is hard, man, especially yeah. for somebody who's competitive and a motivated dude. I, I'll tell you this. I don't I don't hate that Colorado State deal, but you're not going to get him this year. No, Hang no. on to what you got, and then next year, give him a call. Well, Colorado State's already fired the guy, so. Like, well, Bobo, no, that, Bobo's but you're out. saying, like. Which, hey, re- reports right now are that uh, Mike Bobo could end up as the, uh, the OC at Georgia, which is hilarious because uh, it took Kirby – I mean, it took uh, – uh, Good gracious, Mark Richt, five years before he hired Mike Bobo, and now they're saying that Bobo could come back and it would be no, it was seven years before Rick hired him, and now Kirby could hire him, you know, year five. So <laughs> they're the same coach. It's the same thing. It's what was uh, Kirby is forty two and fifteen. Is that right? And Mark Rick was like Mark Rick was forty two and ten. Yeah, yeah. It's all the same stuff. And forty-two and ten with one SEC title. Uh, let's see, Darren he McArdle just didn't get his SEC title. Oh, he did. He got his SEC. No, he the SEC title in year two. Yeah, yeah it was the year. SEC it was the year they played for the national title. Yeah. yeah. Darren McArdle jumps in with a super chat. He said, "I have LSU versus Ohio State, uh, and then it, yeah, LSU Ohio State for the championship. I could see that." I don't know. I think Ohio State's going to have trouble with Clemson, man. Clemson won't shock me, by the way. Listen, I, I think that's a pick em game because I don't know who I would pick in that game right now. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, FSU finally got a great coach back on the team. Yes, I agree. Mike Norvell will do wonders there. I think he's fantastic. I think he will be an adult in the room that they've needed. Got to have support, though, man. You and I know great Oh, yeah, you got to have support. Alone. Um, if the Tennessee's are going to fight him and the administration's not going to back him, it don't matter. Let's see. William Brown said, who will actually seize control of the ACC? And then Mike said, Cincy or UCF. Uh, now, Will, do you actually mean ACC or did you mean AAC? Because if you mean AAC. ACC I, I think it's Cincinnati's to hold on to now. I, I reserve judgment. Well, if, if it's the ACC, it's still Clemson. If well, it's yeah, the AAC. If he said Cincy, then he in the, the two school, he's talking about. Well, these, I mean, these are two different guys, though. Like William Brown said, who sees his control of the ACC? And Mike oh. Campion said Cincinnati or UCF again. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, Clemson's not, not, not giving control up by any stretch of the imagination. If uh, so, so back to this Arkansas thing. If I'm Arkansas and you, you want to find a way to be competitive and, like it, it, relatively quicker than you normally would be, you don't switch offensive styles again. Um, no, you 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 go with somebody that understands like you got to have a passing game and whatnot, and you go and find one of these guys, uh, whether it's Josh Heupel at UCF or somebody that runs kind of high octane that understands I, I the passing think game. Scared of those smaller school guys because uh, Chad Morris was such a disaster. Yeah, I mean it, it was a it was a bad bad hire. They but wanted it, somebody a little bit bigger than him, and I don't I don't know who that person is. They basically said, "We, I got one guy on my – A, that's bad on the AD as, yes, you won't lane, but you can't go to your boosters with a one-name list either, though. Like, yeah. At some point in time, you got to say, hey, here's four guys who yeah. we want to try to inter- – let's interview all of them and figure this thing out. I don't know what to do. Uh, William Brown jumped in. He said it was autocorrect. I meant the American. Uh, yeah, probably Cincinnati for right now. I like, like Cincinnati, but hang on. 
I'm willing to reserve, willing to reserve judgment because I love Dana Holgerson. And I think it's he's not going to take four years to get Houston good. There's too much talent in the area of Houston, just the city alone. Yeah, you might be right on that. And I, and I like that guy. Now, I kind of like that guy because he's a bit crazy and a bit nuts and very unorthodox, and that that's very appealing to me. But I, I like Dana, so. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right. Uh, William said, even Navy is due the way they've been uh, pressing. Uh, such a good conference, best sport. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I like it. This is a fantastic conference. Fantastic conference. Uh, let's go on and wrap this thing up. We'll uh, we'll run through the last uh, four championship games, none of which mattered a whole lot here. Uh, let's see, where are we? Well, they were one good hour, games. One hour, 18 minutes, and 55 seconds here. All right, Clemson 62, Virginia 17. Uh, Virginia is 9-4 and four now, and they will be playing in the Orange Bowl, which is kind of absurd, and the reason why we... Every year, somebody gets into one of these contracted bowls that doesn't really deserve it, but, you know. We have to get away from that. We yeah. just have to get – we have to start breaking these damn contracts, and you have to put good matchups in. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, let's see. William said, Dana never beat OU, but Houston is fertile recruiting ground. How many teams really have beaten OU in the last, like, decade? I mean, Everyone does that same thing in the SEC. Well, he never beat Saban. Hell, no. Nobody beats Saban. Yeah, it's they a, lost like three regular season games in four years. Yeah, it's it's just it's a ridiculous precedent to set. Like, come on, man. Uh, Clemson sixty two, Virginia seventeen. Look, uh, the only thing I wanted to point out from this is Clemson scored touchdowns on eight of eleven drives. They scored field goals on two of them, and the one drive that they didn't score was a punt. They, there were two other drives that ended in kneel downs because they were closing out the half. But yeah. they were unstoppable on offense. And this includes playing Chase Bryce for basically the entire fourth quarter. Like, they scored two or three touchdowns with him. Like, But we knew that was going to happen, yeah. Gary. Oh, we, I know, I know. It's just it, it, this this team I mean, is – Virginia's not a defensive juggernaut here. No, but I, I thought Bronco might be able to, to get something in there to where, like, this game would at least be, you know, four touchdowns. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think that. Yeah, I mean, it, either way, Clemson looks really, really good. Uh, and we've said it all year. They just haven't played anybody. So it, it'll be interesting to see what they, they do against Ohio I don't, State. I don't, think, I don't think that they can't be the best team in the country. I believe that when you're doing a ranking, you you just can't say, I think they're the best team in the country. I think Alabama's probably the fourth best team in the country if I had to give you what I think of the best teams are. But they don't deserve it. Because yeah. they don't have the resume to show it. Clemson has the resume to justify three. They don't have the resume to justify two or one. That doesn't mean they're not the best team in the country and can't win at all. Yeah. They just don't deserve to have that number one or number two spot next to their name. I think I think you're probably right there. Probably right. And if they and if and let me say this, if they beat Ohio State and they beat LSU, they will be the deserving champ. But that will still be the worst resume in the history of College football <laughs> to be a champion. Yeah, no, you're you're right about been that. Really keeping up with this stuff. Now there were some times where Alabama had some titles where they were, you know, a losing record probably, but it didn't matter. It, we don't live in those worlds anymore. Yeah, that was you're all talking about the '40s, man. Come on. <laughs> I, it, even me as an Alabama fan, I'm with you. Like I, you know, we didn't deserve to to credit those, but that's the way crap was done back then. So it's whatever. Uh, let's see. Next up, Boise State 31, uh, Hawaii 10. 
Uh, this is not the way that we expected this game to go whatsoever. No. It, 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 and now I will say well, you this. had Boise winning big. Yeah, we did have that. But well, you didn't have that. I didn't have well, that. Well, I, I had it. Uh, the difference in beating, like, a, Boise lost to BYU. And that is what kept them from getting the group of five uh, nod for the New Year's Six. Because if they had been undefeated, they would have been top 12. They would have been in the Cotton Bowl. The difference in beating BYU and losing to them is either the Cotton Bowl or the Las Vegas Bowl. And the difference there is a lot of money. For the Cotton Bowl, a lot like you get travel expenses paid and you get a certain set amount. Six point four three million dollars for the I was Cotton Bowl. Say, I thought it was six million dollars. Yeah, it's, it's six point four three million and for the Las Vegas Bowl, it's actually it's actually pretty good. It's two point seven six million. But still, it is That's more million dollars down the drain. It is more than double. It is it's crazy looking at it. I mean, it's just absurd. Um, and Boise State has been really good. I mean, they're down to their third-string quarterback. Like they, they've done pretty well this year. So you you get to crown, uh, you get a you get to claim a Mountain West Conference title. That is always a big deal. Brian Harson, by the way, would be a pretty good deal at Arkansas or Missouri, either one. Oh, I um, think he's a good coach. I think he's a really good head coach. Yeah. Now you you understand? Like I'm not a big fan of him, but yeah, I know. But, that. That it is what it is. Like I, I have been wrong before. I will be wrong again. Like it just continues to go. So yeah, Boise I think was impressive in this game. Hawaii just didn't have the the horses to be able to keep up in this game. Um, and it and it is what it is. Hawaii still pretty good year. I mean it, it, they're nine oh, and yeah. nine and five on the year right now. Like they they play thirteen games because they you know with the travel and everything they get to do that. So uh, let's close out with these oh, here. Let's uh, let's do some comments real quick. Uh, let's see. William Brown said, uh, Tom Herman got us. He was better at Houston than Texas. LOL. Well, I, I think, I think a lot of that has to do with booster culture and, and everything else. And I don't know if I believe that. I think he got you. I, I mean, you might be right. I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, William Brown said, uh, Etienne needs 30 carries a game and Clemson's good to go. Yeah, I agree with that. Travis Etienne is unreal. Like yep. the fact that he wasn't up for some of these running back awards and whatever else, like that's stupid. Just dumb. I, mean, he, he, I have no idea, by the way. There are four running backs coming into this draft that I think are all incredible. Etienne will be number one. I don't I don't have any idea of who who the best and who the fourth best is. Do you think Etienne's just that clear-cut better than Dobbins I, or yes. Cuba or these other it, guys? It's, to me, it's or, not or even close. Jonathan Taylor, not these other guys. Sorry. It's not even close. Okay. I, I think he is head, I, head and I'm shoulders. Not, I'm not saying I agree with that, by the way. I disagree no. with that, by the way. He's, he's amazing, but he's ran against nobody. That's, uh, I mean, it hasn't been a competitive game where he had to make a big run to get a play, you know? The, the issue is he's done it his entire career. I mean, he's just unbelievable. You're right. You're right. No, he did it against Bam. You know, he's, you know, you're, it, he's, exactly he's right. done it on – he did it on Notre Dame. He did – like, he's done it – he's it, – this this season, uh, he is averaging – let's see. On the year, he's averaging 10.3 yards per carry. Now, last year, overall um, – that's that is with uh, let's see he's got fifteen hundred yards on one hundred and eighty two carries this year he had two hundred and four carries last year for sixteen hundred fifty eight so that was only six point five yards per carry but um, let's see no I'm sorry it's eight point two yards per carry this year eight point one yards per carry last year I'm I'm looking at receptions sorry uh, eight point two yards per carry this year eight point one last year and in two thousand seventeen as a freshman. 107 carries for 766 yards. That's 7.2 yards per carry. He now, th- is this draft class for running backs. I, I can't tell you what five, six, seven, eight 
you know, great running backs are, but one through four, pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Michael Fritz said, thanks for the early Sunday morning entertainment, fellas. Always enjoy it. Give me Denver and Drew Locke uh, in the money line against Houston. Go Broncos. Like it. Um, let's see. Darren McCardle jumped in. Uh, he said, what is Miami Hurricanes' biggest problem? They've not been the team since uh, the previous conference. Uh, a lot of it is, you know, you were able to win just based on having that that South Florida talent, and other teams have been able to come in and get that South Florida talent from you. Like, a lot of the recruiting budgets were not what they were uh, or, or were not what they are back in, like, the 80s and early 90s and whatnot. Um, now that everybody is national, everybody's making money, everybody goes into South Florida, so your best talent the, isn't sticking around. The way the yachts, the cocaine, and the hookers. Exactly. You take all that stuff away, it is what it is. Now, you still got a lot of talent down there. You still got talent in the team, but you, you hadn't found the right coach yet either. I think they needed to go offense. I mean, that's the way college football has gone, and and their offense, their defense is unbelievable, and we've shown yeah. you can have an unbelievable defense and you not be a great football team. Uh, let's let's do these two, and then Kirk said, man, I need to hear on the record who y'all think the next Memphis coach is. Um, all right, so first off, Miami-Ohio 26, Central Michigan 21. In the MAC title game, always bet the underdog. It doesn't matter what's going on that season, always bet the underdog. Uh, App State 45, Louisiana, uh, Louisiana 38. Billy Napier is a good coach. He should be the next Arkansas coach. But he I, I like Napier. Well, he's, he's got the same resume as Chad Morris. That's why I don't think it's going to happen. But I, I like Napier. Wish they could have kept it closer. Um, they, they covered. Yeah. But I, I, I just wanted them to get a, get a big win. But I, yeah. I like that Louisiana team. Yes, same here. Same here. All right. If uh, I'm old, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my old Miss AD hat off because I got what I wanted there. I'm gonna put my Memphis AD hat on. Okay. I'm calling Hugh. He's a Memphis boy. He got a house here. It's fine. Well, that's that's what Kirk was saying. That's, that's what Kirk what was call. saying. That's who I'd go get. Absolutely. I I he don't think the market better than anybody else in Memphis. There, I think there are only two guys that they're gonna get, and the reason I'm saying this is one because when you had Tom Bowen. It was it was a different thing, right? Like you you hired a really good up and coming, and Tom Bowen understood what it took to build a program of this stature. They got rid of Tom Bowen. Now you got Laird Veach, who is a Florida guy. And he's not a Florida guy, but he came from Florida. He worked with Scott Strickland, all that. He understands how the boosters work. Um, the boosters want Barry Odom. They wanted Barry Odom after Justin Fuente left, but Odom took the Missouri job. So. I think that they're going to go after uh, Odom. If they don't do Odom, then they're probably going to roll with Ryan Silverfield, who is the right-hand man for Mike Norville the last four seasons. So they will go with somebody familiar this go-round. It's not what I would do. Like, if they were smart, to me, I'd go get Billy Napier because you can triple his salary. Um, yeah, you're, you're much bigger school than than them. Um, but, it, you know, Memphis has been known to uh, – to, to not worry about all of the uh, off-field mess, whatever. Like, they, they bring in Penny Hardaway. They brought in Calipari before. They haven't Try. done that on the football side. But yeah. Dewan Benton said, Barry Odom, no. Like, I, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think Odom would be a great hire. I don't think hire. all defensive coaches are bad. All right? No. Understand that. I'm on the record as thinking I like a lot of good defensive coaches. You haven't built Memphis to be able to say, Let's let's throw a defensive guy in this system. Yeah. I think that would be a disaster hire. Yeah, I'm not a. I'm it's not, not a fan good of for it. Barry, and it's not good for Memphis, by the way. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. I I don't think it's I don't think it's a good fit. Um, 
At Silverfield? Like, maybe? Like, we'll see. I don't know. I'd, I'm not a big fan of either of these, but it's the names that keep popping up with uh, with everybody that has money with the university. So, What do you, what do you think of Will Hall? He's He was the assistant head coach to... I love Will Hall. Nor- I, Norvell. I, I think he'd Memphis. be great. Yeah, I, I think that would if if you if you're not going to let me go crazy, and and get and get Hugh, then then I would call Will. He knows Memphis. He recruited at Memphis. Or, or go and get Chip Long. He was Norvell's first offensive coordinator that, here. Okay, he's been that, at, no, Chip Long's got a little bit better resume. Well, he's been um, at Notre Dame for three seasons, and and they've yeah. done really good since they hired him. Um, yeah. On top of that, he's really young. He's like 36, 37 years old. Like he, I think I would take Chip Long over Will Hall. Yeah, I think I would too. So that, that's who I think they should go get. I didn't, I didn't think about that until you just said it, but you're exactly right. That's but, the answer. But the, you know, we'll see. Like I, I'll I, take you over both of them. I'm, I'm curious because they, they really wanted Odom, and I think that, like, all the reports right now are that Odom is – This team is built on on high-power, explosive offense. Yeah. If you, I like defensive coaches. I'm not afraid of them. But you can't throw a defensive coach into this system and think it's going to continue to explode. You yeah, just, I, I agree. I just don't think it's going to happen. I agree. I agree with you. You're going to try to change the identity of the school and identity of the team, and then you're going to go through two or three years of bad before he can get the identity changed. And then even when he does, that ain't going to beat Central Florida. That ain't going to beat what I think South Florida can be. That's not going to beat, you know, uh, Holgerson at Houston. I don't think that's going to consistently beat Cincinnati. Yeah, no, you're right. If Luke Fickle took another job and w- Odom took the Cincinnati job – that would be a better fit because there's a defensive guy there now. There's a new defensive guy. Like, they, they already kind of run this system, and you're not completely changing everything. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, finally, last thing, Darren McArdle said, who is, uh, who is Memphis most likely to play in a bowl? Uh, well, we'll find out at 2 p.m. Um, but it is it is between – like, I think Florida has wrapped up the Orange Bowl, so it'll be either Baylor, um, Wisconsin, Penn State, or – uh, Oh, Wisconsin's going to the Rose Bowl, right? Well, it, it's between them and Penn State. It just depends. Oh, if they take Penn State, that's a damn shame. Well, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I, Penn State has one good win on the whole season. Uh, I don't know who they would. Uh, I don't know exactly who. And they would almost put blew, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that, there's a chance that they could play Auburn. So Auburn was ranked ahead of uh, ahead of Alabama. Uh, you move up. Like it, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I think it's going to go to Oregon because I – oh, no, Oregon's, going, Oregon's to going to the Rose Bowl. I think it's going to go to Utah then. And then here's the reason. I think the, Pac, the Pac-12 being left out of all the big money bowls, they're the only Power 5 school that's left out. And so, therefore, I think they're going to throw them a big money bowl game. I, mean, I think that's the logic behind it. I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't like it. But I think that's what we're going to get, by the way. That's a, that's a nod to – Hey, the head the head guy in this whole commissioner thing is a is a Pac-12 guy, and they need that money. Maybe I don't know, but they've also got a lot of Big 12 guys in there, and the Big 12 is only like they've got a playoff team, and that's it. Like, yeah, it, but that's all they kind of deserve. I mean, and, and nobody's beat the beat the you, drum. You don't Baylor. think Baylor would? I mean, I think Baylor would be a better fit than Utah. Like I Baylor would Baylor. draw more. I don't, I don't. I don't know that. I don't know. You you might be right. I like Baylor, but Baylor against I Memphis, I think it's not like the rest of the country never liked Baylor. And I, so them and Utah have the same record, but Utah was ranked higher than Baylor beforehand, so I think they'll stay higher than Baylor. Yeah, but they also uh <laughs> had a way worse loss. 
Uh, let's see. Keith jumped in. Kirk said, who's, who does Memphis play in the Cotton Bowl? That was why we were discussing it. Uh, and then Keith said, uh, Kirk, please convince the folks in the know to get Florida in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, if Florida is in the Cotton Bowl, Mike Norvell is not going to coach the game. Uh, he he will likely coach the game if it's not Florida. So if it's Florida, Florida State's not going to let him do that because, you know, it's it's likely that Florida would. But Florida is getting the Orange Bowl. Like, that's almost completely set at this point. So, yeah, they're, they're not going to let nice uh, bowl tie-ins. We don't get to get the better games. You got it. You got it. That's the way it goes. Hate this so. shit. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up. Of course, go over to winningcureseverything.com. We uh, we will be back this week with more NFL stuff. We're going to talk Army-Navy this week. Uh, we are going to get our bowl game picks set up. We pick every game, the spread and the total, even though Chris doesn't like the totals. Uh, we're going to pick them all. We, bitch about it. We, we did pretty good last year. Like uh, Totals and picks, we both went over 60% last year. So, not yeah, too shabby. Don't hang your hat on that, though. That, say what? They shouldn't hang their hat on that. On on us going over. Well, no, I I don't expect to be able to hit that this year because we did fantastic last year. I don't know what the hell I was doing with the totals. I'm, I'm honest about that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, either way, go to winningcureseverything.com. All of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, social media platforms, etc., are over there. Uh, Kirk said, "See y'all at the freeze press conference." <laughs> <laughs> love it. God, I want that to happen so bad. Hey, it'd be entertaining. Lane and Freeze in Memphis, they got to keep that rivalry going. They oh. got to make that game happen every year until one of those guys gets fired. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Oh. It'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, go to winningcureseverything.com. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Leave us some comments. Tell us what you think, what you don't think, all that kind of mess. If you are watching on Facebook, make sure you hit the like button there as well. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe. We, uh, we appreciate any kind of reviews that you want to leave, but we really like five-star ones. So leave us some five-star reviews. Go over to smackapparel.com. Use the promo code WIN. You get 20% off. They got great stuff, pro and college teams. It's it's a bunch of anti-rivalry stuff. They got some novelty stuff. They, they got some really just good-looking stuff as well. So go check out Smack Apparel. Use promo code WIN, that's W-I-N, for a 20% discount off of that. And any order over 40 bucks is going to ship for free. So go check it out. Get, get your Christmas shopping done over there. And if you are looking for a way to get out around the Christmas holidays, go to Tunica, Mississippi. They're the South's premier sports gambling destination. they got six incredible sports books. I promise you, you're going to have a good time. Go check them out over at tunicatravel.com. they got all the information there. Uh, <laughs> Dewan Benton said, Chris, got a neon sign behind you. Represent correctly. <laughs> Believe that. Tunica, Mississippi. That is where it's, it's probably at. Probably go half gold, but Gary says it doesn't show up yellow. It really doesn't. But if if it does, y'all can tell me. I don't know. It, I don't it, think it does either. Just like a white light. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> All right, that's gonna wrap it. Anything else we need to hit? No, sir. I think we're good. We'll uh, we'll be back with bowl talk and all that kind of stuff later on. But uh, but yeah, we appreciate you guys for jumping in. You're always very entertaining. We uh we appreciate Bro, you all the whole time, man. We appreciate that. Absolutely, this you is spent a, your whole Sunday morning with us. Thank this you. This is a lot of fun. This is a lot of fun. We appreciate y'all. We will see you all again next time. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep Thanks up for with checking us, out Winning Cures Everything, YouTube, or if you want to keep up with us, app, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures at Gary WCE or at Chris B Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.